In the early 1820s, a pair of Native American students fell in love with two white women in the hills of Northwest Connecticut. Their parallel lives ended in personal and national tragedy, but their stories began in a country schoolhouse in Cornwall, Connecticut. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. I'm on the road from New York to Boston to find hidden stories and histories along the way. This time my stop is in Cornwall for the bicentennial anniversary of the Foreign Mission School. It was closed down long ago, but it was created for one purpose, to make missionaries out of young men, mostly Hawaiians and Native Americans. Mother, Father, Creator, Ancient One, Spirits of this land, Those gathered for the bicentennial earlier this year watched as a Native American healer consecrated the schoolmaster's house. We are here at this time to heal. We forgive all that has come before. We ask that they forgive themselves. And here's the story that needs forgiving. The school was founded in 1817 by some Yale University ministers. They wanted to give young indigenous men a Christian education and have them go out and spread the gospel. About a hundred students were schooled here for almost a decade. One of them was John Ridge, a Cherokee from Georgia, who fell in love with Saren Northrup, the schoolmaster's daughter. You know, I come from that romance. I wouldn't exist today if that romance had not happened. Mary Catherine Nagel is the great-great-great-granddaughter of John Ridge and Saren Northrup. They met, as the story goes, when John was ill and recuperated in an upstairs bedroom of the schoolmaster's house. Sarah was charged to care for him. The oral history I've heard from my grandmother and from others who have passed the stories down is that Sarah would take him his food or his soup or his medicine or his water or whatever, and she would sit and visit with him, and they fell in love. I graduate in June. We have three months together. Mother asked me if I loved you. Mary Catherine Nagel wrote a play about her ancestors' romance for the bicentennial ceremony. What did you say? I love the way you take your napkin and wipe the soup bowl dry. I think because you don't want me to spill soup on myself when I climb back down the stairs with your dishes. Marry me. The schoolmaster's daughter is not permitted to marry a savage. Mary Catherine Nagel took liberty with the dialogue, but it was common at the time for Native Americans to be called savages, and she didn't want to sugarcoat the events. Her great-great-great-grandmother was so determined to marry John Ridge, she went on a hunger strike to force her father's hand. The finest education in the world will never change the blood that runs through his veins. I love him. You really want to spend the rest of your life with a savage? I would rather die than live without him. You've read too much Shakespeare. Sarah's father was John Northrup, the schoolmaster. He was an idealist by 19th century standards. He taught his students Greek and Latin. They read Shakespeare and Cicero, but he also called them heathens and saw it as his mission to convert them to Christianity so they'd abandon their savage ways. Northrop finally consented to allow the marriage. He helped his daughter and her new husband flee for Cherokee land in Georgia so their marriage would stay a secret. But when the secret got out, he had to resign from his post as schoolmaster. There was another Cherokee student at the school named Elias Boudinot, He also found love with a local woman named Harriet Gold, but her family's reaction to the courtship was a lot worse. Here's how the play depicts it. I love you, and we are to be married, just like John and Sarah. My brother burned my effigy, yours too. He burned our bodies. 
or figures made to look like us on the village green. The whole town gathered around to watch. I will have a word with him immediately. He plans to kill you. The sleepy Hamlet was on the verge of a riot. Boudinot couldn't leave his room. Fights broke out in the town meeting hall. Mary Catherine says back in New Haven, the wealthy ministers who funded the project heard something was wrong in Cornwall. The heathens were marrying white girls and they weren't okay with that. The school was almost forcibly shut down by those who would no longer fund it. Both couples went to live on the Cherokee Nation in present-day Georgia. Later, the U.S. government evicted the Cherokee from their land. John Ridge and Elias Boudinot fought the order all the way to the Supreme Court, and they won. But President Andrew Jackson ordered the removal anyway. Ridge and Boudinot signed a treaty and sadly agreed to leave. The brutal march from Georgia to Oklahoma became known as the Trail of Tears. Tragically, Ridge and Boudinot were murdered by some Cherokee who were angry they signed the treaty. Mary Catherine Nagel tries to imagine how her great-great-great-grandmother, Sarah Ridge, might have felt. To think what, what Sarah gave up, everything she'd ever known, her family, her whole identity, who she was as a person, to leave that and to come to Cherokee Nation to be with this man that she loved, who then lost his life because he sacrificed it for his nation and she was left with nothing. Mary Catherine Nagel doesn't know if her ancestor, John Ridge, ever forgave the people here who persecuted him. She read his writings and studied his life to put together her play. If you read what some of what John Ridge wrote afterwards, you can tell he's very bitter, he's very hurt. Because I think in his eyes, if he can come here and learn to write just as well as any white man, speak just as well as any white man, shouldn't he be treated with the same respect as a white man? And he wasn't. And he couldn't understand that. The foreign mission school where John Ridge and Elias Boudinot got their education closed just nine years after it opened. It's gone today. But the schoolmaster's house, where John and Sarah first fell in love, has been named a National Historic Landmark. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan, and I'm out there anywhere from New York to Boston, looking for the most compelling stories I can find. <laughs>